Talking to our friend Paul Green. Paul's books on film and television include Pete Duell, a biography, Everything You Want to Know About the Life and Career of the Star of Alias Smith and Jones, and Love on a Rooftop. Let's go back to Love on a Rooftop because, well, you know, two things. One, uh, I understand that even though he was sort of under contract, you know, at, at um, Screen Gems at the time, I mean, he still had to audition like every other contract player, and I understand that to one of the actors, he beat out you know, on Love on the Rooftop was Tony Roberts. Yeah, and Bernard Slade told me specifically that um, that the person he was up against was Tony Roberts, who was um, doing well on Broadway. At the yeah, time. I was going to say, that's that's no mean feat to beat him out. No, no. And um, so, yeah, he, be, he beat out someone who was um, on the rise, and <laughs> Pete Gill was virtually unknown at the time, to be honest. So, yeah, that, was, um, that showed that, um, how highly Bernard Slade thought of him, because... Um, um, he did think he was a fine com- comedy actor, but he just he just had um, a slight temperament at times, and that's that's um, exemplified by the first day of filming when Bernard Slade told me he was um, he was there uh, waiting for filming to begin, and um, no Pete Jewell, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Pete Jewell eventually arrived on the set, and Slade confronted him and. Um, uh, said, where have you been? And uh, Pete Gill said, um, I'm paid to act, not to be on time. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that was um, Pete Gill. Um, yeah, how, how quickly. How, territory. How, I was going to say, how quickly he changed from just being happy to be working on a television show to all of a sudden, okay, I'm a star. <laughs> uh, what had happened, what happened after, um, after Gidget was um, he had been noticed after filming the pilot of Love on the Rooftop. And um, it came to the attention of um, the agency ICM. Now, his, his agent up until that point had been George Gilly, who had been with him all the way from uh, Penfield, I, 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 um, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, he was forced to let go of um, George Gilly at this time and um, because you can't, you know, who could pass up on ICM but given all the fact that could really help him in the industry and George Gilly well, he's almost become too big for his agent now that may have instilled some sort of attitude in him or some sort of confidence mm-hmm. that he didn't have before and uh, I think, you know, that from that point on then it became more of what you would call a legit- legitimate actor who had was seen as having potential in the industry. Well, we you know, we we talk, we've talked about this before uh, on the other on, on on two of the other times you were on the program, Paul. Um, Peter took his craft seriously. Oh yeah, very seriously. Yeah. And you know, just because he was quote unquote working on television, he he felt he had an obligation to give the best performance he could, and you know, I mean, he sometimes got frustrated by. By, by the nature of the beast, television being, you know, a, a medium where you have to shoot a lot of pages very quickly, and it, it, it's a cliche, but it really can be a grind. Now, um, I, I don't believe there was as much of that going on uh, when he was doing Love on a Rooftop, but certainly that came to the fore later on when he was uh, when he was under contract with Universal. I just, I just think he, um, I think he, he um was enjoying himself more. He was he was still young and he was still learning. And by the time Ailey Smith and Jones came along, 
I think he felt he should have arrived by now. I should, I should be a movie actor, but I'm still stuck in TV. I think yeah. that's the sort of um, attitude where, you know, you're talking about, you know, three years later, and he, he probably thought that how long, how long have I got to keep churning out TV work? And that, that played into it as well. But this was his first serious sort of role. And one of the interesting things about Love on the Rooftop is his acting style is completely different to his, um, say, Hannibal Hayes approach. Mm-hmm. That in Ailey Smith and Jones, there's, there's obviously the Roy Huggins influence and the James Garner influence. Yes. Um, but in Love on the Rooftop, there's, there's more of the Screen Gems house style, which is best sort of uh, represented by Dick York. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the, the manic, frustrated husband... In fact, there's many similarities. There's some similarities between uh, between this series and Bewitched in the the frustrated, um, you know, the frustrated husband uh, who wants to to prove himself without his wife's help. Now, in Love on the Rooftop, his wife, played by Judy Kahn, um, her parents are rich, yes. so basically, he could live in luxury tomorrow. But he doesn't want to. Now, it's the same as Bewitch, where, where Samantha could get him his next um, advertising account just by twitching the nose. Yes, so we... the, 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 there are similarities in the style, uh, the, the format, and um, um, but that's, that's Screen Gems. I mean, Universal had its own house style in the same way that Screen Gems had its own house style. Exactly. Um, although I, I, I will say he, you know, uh, uh, Pete's well, uh, Pete's character uh, Dave on on Love on the Rooftop, he wasn't he wasn't quite as much of a stick in the mud as uh, as, as Darren was on on, on, on Bewitched. But uh, uh, another similarity uh, between Love and Love on the Rooftop and Bewitched, as was the case of. So many of those great screen gem comedies, Paul, is that you you always seem to have a, a nice stable of supporting actors available, either as regulars on the show or just as, as guest stars. And one of the one of the familiar faces on Love on the Rooftop, uh, who who came to the fore as re- as a result of the series, was Rich Little. Rich Little, in my opinion, uh, Pete Jewell worked better with Rich Little than he did with Judy Kahn. I mean, um, and in fact, um, Bernard Slade ended up writing scenes specifically for Pete Jewell and Rich Little so they could be to work together. I mean, I, w- I watched an episode um, um, just the um, just yesterday, mm-hmm. preparation for the show, and um, it was a chocolate hen. <laughs> and um, in, in that episode, um, Pete Jewell's character ends up sharing a bed with, um, with um, Rich Little's yeah. character because there's been an argument with Julie over this little kid eating his chocolate hen. And... Uh, Richard Little is in bed, and John and um, uh, Pete Jill's trying to get to sleep, and he's there doing his John Wayne impression and eating an apple. Now, uh, there's no homosexual references, there's no sexual references. It's just good, clever writing. Today they bring up all the gay jokes, right. and all this and all that. There, it, 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 it was just. It just shows you how how clever the writing was in the past compared to today. Yeah, I mean you I mean it, it goes back to what we were talking about before with Kelly and our first in our first segment uh, Paul. I mean, you don't have to rely on gimmicks or titillating um uh humor. I mean, when when you've already got a a, a naturally funny situation. Yeah. And it's and it is a situation that's built on character because, you know, uh Rich Rich Lowe's character on Love on the Rooftop was 
was was a little was 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 much different than Peter's character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it, you don't have to sexualize everything, yeah. basically, which is what they do today. Everything is turned into a sex joke. Yeah. Uh, because um, it's almost a reaction to years of repression on TV. Now you can talk about every sex joke going, but it doesn't make it funny. They don't just just don't get the the fact that sex jokes are what ten year old kids tell to each other. So. Um, no, I, I, I think um, that I think the the writing was clever. That Rick Little and Pete worked very well together. Um, the only thing I've, that uh, that gets annoys me at times on Love on the Rooftop is Judy Khan's um, accent, which one minute is mild American, the next minute it's out, outright British, and it tends to be a bit all over the place. Well, she found. You know, speaking of all over the place, she found her niche about a year or so later when she became the Sakatumi girl on. Yeah, Raffin. no, but with a British accent. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's a pity they couldn't have utilised the uh, Britishness. I mean, that's one of the weaknesses of they. Why not utilise Judy Khan's Britishness and her British attitude? It would have made the. It would have actually made the show even better. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear. Have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.